0: invite you just to be seated. Be seated right where you are. I'm just going to go stand downstairs. How many of you can say that you are aware of the presence of the Lord here? And I believe that we need to always honor the presence of the Lord. So I just want to do that right now. God, we we honor your presence. I thank you, Lord, that you don't uh, live in buildings made of stone, but you live in the hearts of men and women. But when we come together as your people, there is the manifestation of that corporate presence of God where you're inhabiting the praises of your people. And I always want, Lord, in this house that we will honor the presence of God. We will honor the presence of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I feel to do something that I sense the Lord has laid on my heart, and I submit this to you. And uh, I, I have a sense that there are maybe a number of people that, uh, if you're honest, you have... Uh, in recent months that you have struggled with fear. Sometimes fear can be a real, real struggle. The Bible says that fear involves torment. Fear is yucky. (laughs) And you see, I want to tell you that behind a plague or a pandemic, there is fear. Yes, we look at physical things, but there are spiritual things behind this. And I believe that the enemy has tried to bring fear into the hearts of the children of God. And so I'm not going to call you to the front. But, you know, there is, there is some power in, in making a stand where you say, Okay, God, I acknowledge I've been wrestling, uh, I've been wrestling with fear. And now I'm going to stand, I'm going to receive prayer. And I'm going to believe you for a breakthrough, and we're going to pray for you. So I'd like to invite you, uh, anybody, that you feel that you've been wrestling with fear, particularly over the last number of months—maybe four, six, eight months, etc. Won't you take the liberty and stand right where you are right now? Don't be shy. Stand where you are. Stand where you are. And we're the family of God, so I don't want anybody to feel like, "Oh, what's somebody going to think of me?" Who cares? Who cares? You know what, I believe that God, when, when, when we say, hey God, I'm sticking up my hand, I need your help in this area, I believe that God says, well, there's a humble heart, and I'm going to show myself strong on behalf of those humble hearts. Thank you, Lord. Now, maybe the people close to them could just place a hand uh, on them, place a hand on their back, and just, uh, and just we're going to pray. Um, <clears throat> Actually, Pastor Simon, can I ask you to come down to the front here? And um, uh, I'm going to ask that, would you mind praying a prayer over these people? A prayer that, that God would uh, just break the fear and especially that he would manifest their love because perfect love drives out fear. And so Pastor Simon, he's going to just pray a prayer. You can take your mask off as you pray.
1: Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your perfect love. Thank you, Lord, that you are so in hot pursuit of us, our hearts, Lord Jesus. So I pray right now for your manifest love, your tangible, rich love, to come touch every heart right now in your name, Jesus. fear be gone in the name of Jesus right now be gone Jesus fill them right now with your love your perfect sweet love Lord Jesus that you poured out on the cross for us that love that tore the veil that love that gives us access to your holy of holies Father God Thank you for that love. Deeper, deeper, Lord. Deeper, Lord. Every, every room in their hearts. Deeper, Lord. You know their desires to experience you right now. More love, Lord. More love. Thank you, Father God. Complete healing. Fear you have no more hold on every person every person watching. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. You're not a myth. Your love is real. It's real. Thank you, Father. More, Holy Spirit. More.
0: Amen. Amen. You may... You may take your seat. I just feel that I want to just uh, pray prophetically over one or two people. Um, Ma'am, over here, you've got a blue top on your mask. May I ask you to come down to the front, please? I'd I'd just like to pray for you. Would you come and stand down the front here? And um, then, uh, Tian, can I invite you to come and stand down the front? This lady... You were just on the ground now. Can I invite you to come and stand? Just those three people, and uh, maybe if I could have somebody just standing behind them. Just stand over here and face me, please. Stand over here. Let me say, as I'm praying for people, it's not about anybody falling down, but it is about God working in the situation. Uh, What is your name? Charlotte. Okay. Charlotte, I don't know if anybody's ever told you this, but you have a prophetic gifting from the Lord. Has anybody ever told you that? No. Well, I just want to say to you that as you were worshiping there, I felt that the Lord wanted to let you know that there is an anointing of prophecy upon your life, and there is a gift of prophecy. And you may not have even thought about this before, but you know what? God has good gifts that He wants to give to us as His children and so, as you hear this tonight, don't let this be something that scares you because it is actually a wonderful thing that God identifies a gift and He wants to begin to allow it to operate in your life. And, um, and also, I believe there's a beautiful sincerity of heart that uh, that I, I, I pick up in you, a sincerity of heart, a sincerity in your worship. And God's saying, I'm calling you out to step out more, and uh, you've been very comfortable in your little comfort zone, am I right? And God is saying that I'm increasing the boldness upon your life, and it was so evident in the early church that when the Spirit of God came, there was boldness that came. So I believe there is a boldness increasing upon your life and I believe that you will begin to see an activation of prophetic in your life now in the name of Jesus I declare that over you right now in the name of Jesus you will begin to also have dreams where, I don't know, perhaps you didn't know or remember dreams anymore uh, in the morning and you wake up and so on, but you'll begin to become more aware in coming months of dreams that the Lord is giving you and some of those dreams will be significant. And so Lord, I pray for my sister as I lay my hand on her right now. I thank you that you've got her number and you touch her by your spirit. I speak the activation of that gift of prophecy. I activate it in you now in Jesus' name. Activate that gift of prophecy. Activate it. You can just lie down. Let her lie down. Thank you, Heavenly Father. That gift will be activated in her life. Many times you've thought, well, it's perhaps uh, somebody else that the Lord's going to use. And the Lord couldn't use me. But I want to tell you, I break any lie over your life and I declare over you that God will use you. And that you are good enough. That you are special enough. Thank you, Lord, for the gifts that will flow. In Jesus' name, just want to pray for you next, Tian. Tian, I, I really believe that, um, that there is a leadership ability upon your life and a leadership authority. And uh, have I prophesied over you before? Okay, because as I'm prophesying, now it's coming back to me. Did I say the leadership thing before? Okay. <laughs> you know, that's how the Lord works. Because I've completely forgotten. As I'm speaking now, I'm like, oh, yes, 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 yes. And so I believe that there is a leadership anointing upon your life. And God is calling you to step out in boldness and step out of the boat. He's given you a time and a season of great learning in the environment that He's put you in. But you will not be there for many years before God transitions you into something new, something more powerful. And you will operate, I sense the Lord saying, you will operate in the five-fold ministry. No doubt about it. You will operate in that. And there will be strong leadership that comes to the fore. I believe the Lord is also touching your wife in terms of the prophetic ability as well, and she will speak into your heart and into your life in a key way, which will help you into what God is bringing you into. And so I just want to confirm the call of God upon your life. I confirm that there is a fivefold ministry, a call upon your life, and God will do things that will absolutely amaze you. And I believe that you will look back in 20 years' time, and it will be utterly incredible what the Lord has done in your life. And you will know it's not me, it's not Tian, but surely it is the hand of the Lord upon my life. And so, Father, I just bless this man. And I say, release a double portion of your anointing upon him. Let the power of God flow through him like never before. I declare that your mouth will be set ablaze. Your mouth will be set ablaze. And I believe that the Lord will also use you to preach. Can you believe that? <laughs> I believe the Lord will use you to preach the Word of God, and you will preach with great boldness. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. Just your name? Hebronette. Okay. Hebronette, why don't you just lift your hands and just receive from the Lord? Wonderful. Uh, I, I pick up in you just uh, a, a deep hunger for God. And I believe that that has been instilled in you by God in a special way. I also have a sense that there are people that have prayed over your life and you are a testimony, you are a living testimony of God's hand coming through in adverse circumstances. I have a sense that the enemy tried at some point in your life to destroy your life, to destroy your future, to destroy your hope. There was a time when you were incredibly hopeless, but God is the great restorer, and He will continue to restore. Your restoration is not fully complete. There's more and more of the restoration that God is going to do, but we just come into agreement for the full plan of God to come into effect in her life in the name of Jesus. And as I lay hands on her right now, I thank you, Lord, that you touch her mightily by your Spirit. It's not a human thing. It is the power of the Spirit of God that loves to work. Awaken the call of God in her. Awaken the creativity in her spirit. Awaken, Lord, the shout in within her. Awaken the victory within her that you are going to bring about in Jesus' name. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Put your hands together. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just pray in the Spirit a little bit longer. Come on, I want to hear your voices lifted. Don't get quiet on me now. I thank you, Lord, that the Spirit of prophecy confirms what Jesus does. And it is a testimony of Jesus. And so we acknowledge you, Jesus, in the house. We acknowledge you, Jesus, in the house. Thank you, Lord. You don't know what God is doing in these people. You have no idea. But I want to tell you, when you have an appointment with God, you have an appointment with God. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. I feel the Lord just reminds me, and I I, I had a whole message to share, but uh, I'm not even going to go there. Now, let me say this. So, it was about three, four weeks ago, I I preached about keep your eyes on the shepherd. Do any of you remember that? Keep your eyes on the shepherd. And I felt the Lord said to me that uh, many of us have had our eyes and our focus in the wrong places. We haven't been focusing. You see, God. God wants you to look at Him. You see, you're the apple of His eye, and He wants the same from you, that that you look at God wholeheartedly, single-mindedly, and single-focusedly. And I felt that the Lord said to me that people are focusing on the virus when we should be focusing on the shepherd. People are obsessed with watching the figures. How many thousand today? How many thousand infections today? And there's nothing wrong with keeping track of those things, nothing wrong with that. But it's all about, is your heart focused on the, the work of steal, kill, and destroy in the world? Or is it focused on the life giver? And so I want to say to you today that God is jealously desiring that you would put Him first in everything in your life. He is wanting you to focus on Him. He doesn't want you to be a chameleon that's looking all over 63 places at once. He wants you to be like a dove that can only focus at one place at a time. And the dove is able to look at the master. And so I want to call upon you, child of God, I want to call upon you, church of Jesus Christ, to keep your eyes on the shepherd, to listen to the voice of the shepherd. And interesting, uh, uh, a man that I know, a former pastor, his name is Willem Kneipp, Pastor Willem Kneipp, Um Villem. And Um Willem came to see me uh, a couple of days after that because when I was sharing about sheep and the shepherd and so on, uh, that really stirred in his heart because he and his sons, uh, they began to transition into a different line of business in lockdown. And now they have a feedlot on their farm East of Pretoria, they weren't doing that before. Suddenly now they got 12,000 sheep that they're farming with, okay? And, uh, and so he came to see me and he said, John, I must tell you an interesting story. He said, so there was one of the little lambs And because there's so many sheep on our farm, we have to have a little clinic as well or a little hospital where injured lambs or sheep can be cared for and they get nursed right and then they get released back into the flock. And so there was a little lamb that Wim Willem began to take care of and he kind of developed a connection with this lamb. And it started growing up a little bit, but it took a while as he was treating it in this animal hospital that they have. And he decided to give it a name. So he called it (laughs) Bim-Bom. I could have thought of a better name, but uh, he called it bim And so he uh, worked with this lamb. He managed to get it right. It grew a little bit and so on. And eventually it was now ready to be released and to go in to be with all the other ewes. And uh, he said to his son, listen, you guys can put, them, put uh, Bim Bum in with all the other ewes. And, uh, and then his son said, Nipah, this this, this a it's Dad, it's, it's your special sheep, so you keep him. And he said, no, 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 it's fine. Let him go in and be with the rest of the herd. And so when Willem said goodbye to his special little lamb, and off the little lamb went, and it was growing a bit now. And so uh, some time passed, and uh, a number of weeks later, Uh, When Willem was walking in the field, and uh, in this paddock or in this field, there were 400 ewes that were in this field. And he knew that Bim Bum had to be in that field. And so he decided, well, he's just going to call and just see. So he said, Bim Bum, Bim Bum. And would you believe it? This little lamb, this little ewe comes running out of 400 ewes. It comes right up to him, and stands right there. And so Villem gave him a little head rub and so on. And he, he thought, this is amazing. But then he thought, no, may, maybe this is a fluke. Maybe that one just wanted to come to him. And uh, I don't understand it all. But anyhow, so some time passed, about six or eight weeks passed. And then they had grown their herd substantially, and now there were 800 ewes in this particular field. And so here when Willem is, and he goes and he walks into the field, and he thinks, you know what? Let me try to call this little one again. So in amongst, you know how many 800 sheep is? It's 800 sheep. (laughs) So in amongst 800 sheep, he's standing to the one side, and he says, boom, bum, boom, boom. And can you believe it? Little Bum Bum comes running out to the voice of the shepherd. Isn't that beautiful? I want to tell you, it doesn't matter what you've been going through. It doesn't matter how far you may feel from the Lord. I want to tell you, my sheep hear my voice. I want to tell you, keep your eyes on the shepherd. And I want to tell you that even in this time where you might feel like you've been going through a crisis, you might feel God has been distant from you in this time, I want to let you know and and make it very clear to you that you still hear the voice of your heavenly shepherd. Come on, give the Lord a hand of praise. You hear His voice. And no one can snatch you out of His hand. No one can snatch you out of His hand. And so the Lord is calling your name tonight. And He's saying, I know you. I know you by name. I have called you by name, child. You are mine. And so I want to end off with the sense of that we need to keep our eyes on the shepherd. We need to keep on listening to the voice of the shepherd, not the voice of the wolf, not the voice of that one that tries to be a lion. But we need to keep our voice, uh, listening to the voice of the great shepherd, the great I am. And it will go well with you. Because the Lord says, looking unto Jesus, the author of, and the finisher of our faith. One of the greatest things that you could do in life is keep your eyes on the shepherd. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. May I invite you to stand? I think what has happened tonight is what needed to happen. Now by a show of hands, how many of you are blessed that you came tonight? You're encouraged. We thank the Lord. Now let us just pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the presence of the Most High God. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. I thank you for hearts that have been touched. I thank you for love that has been poured out into people's hearts. And I thank you that we are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. And Lord, I want to end off tonight by us lifting up our hands. Just one last time, would you lift up your hands and just say, thank you, Jesus. Thanks a million. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Thanks a million, Lord, that you give life and that you give it in abundance. In Jesus' name, We all say, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you, people of God.